0: track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights plus original programs minor league broadcasts and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.TV to start your free trial today Blackout and other restrictions apply Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission
1: Michael's in town he's in town y'all Oh! 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 I can't wait to have him on. I'm so excited. We've been hanging out for the last couple of days, and it's just been great. Welcome, Michael. How you feel being home, dude?
2: I feel great, and you know it's it's deeply ironic, of course, because normally when I'm in town, I, I get I get to see you in studio, and we do you know this whole show together there. But of course, because of COVID, we are still not in studio together. So uh, right. I'm here, <laughs> but still on the phone, and that's okay. And and I must say. Two things that that have that have uh, been evident. First of all, I you know my brain is just set to know that in Los Angeles, I need to be home by seven thirty p.m. to give myself about thirty minutes before you and I are going to talk at eight o'clock. And then Go after ahead. eight o'clock, I might eat, eat a, a late dinner after we're done, and that's that. And then here today, I was like, okay, you know, it's, it's four in the afternoon. and I have to start planning the day, and then you you re- reminded me that no, it's it's ten o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I've just over all these years, I've my, I'm so used to it being eight pm. But when I'm in town, I have to remind myself it's actually ten pm. But uh, the second thing I want to say is this city. The cities are beautiful. Beautiful, the sunset, right? The skyline, the weather, the greenery. I haven't been here in you know full summertime in maybe oh, nine years, and it is just gorgeous here. I want to go on all the lakes. I want to go, go on the canoes. It reminds me of my childhood. Just ah, so proud to be from the Twin Cities.
1: Okay, I do have to say, being here is so great having you here, and I, I keep thinking about all of the heat that is a problem in in West um the western part of the of the country and of course la is in that seattle and so many more we have beloved friends in seattle and I'm, i just pray that they're doing just fine but man all of the fires that are happening i mean this is like the driest we've had in this country for a while uh, i think because it's really major problems with it all um how is it before you came here was it way too hot or normal
2: it's hotter here than it was in Los Angeles. Now, there, well, I should say we were just entering a major heat wave in Los Angeles because most of that heat was actually north of, of, of the southern portion of California. Uh, but some of that had moved down. It was getting warm here. But it's hotter and more humid uh, here last week and what's coming up now this week than it was in Los Angeles. So, But, of course, you know, the climate change is affecting all of it. And um, yeah, major fires are are huge concern. I was that I've lost track of time. That was 2020. Yes, it was. Where you know the West Coast, where LA and large parts it's of on California, fire. And yeah, was on fire. So you know we're mm-hmm. back into the next fire season right now from last year, and we're just praying that that uh, the whole coast is praying that that won't happen again or be worse this year.
1: I'm telling you, it's just been it's been difficult for you guys out there. But you know, even here in Minnesota, with uh, the 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 heat like you said the humidity in the 90s we've had that last week and it was some sometimes it's just difficult and and for those that shouldn't go outside when the humidity is like that, is hard on their lungs and that sort of thing it's a challenge it's really a challenge Michael and then all of a sudden we have what was it 68 was the high one day uh, 72 was the high um, just perfect days for me you know
2: <laughs> it's so, I mean I, I'm loving the heat I got to tell you, I, 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 I went out walking in, in, in downtown Minneapolis today, and I wore a bright colored polo and some jeans and, and my silver sneakers. And I got about five minutes into my walk, and I was like, Oh, I should have worn shorts." Because everybody else, all the other dudes, are wearing shorts. They all knew, and I, I just I forgot. When it's this humid, it might not feel that hot when you first walk outside, but. Five minutes into your outdoor activity, yeah, you're going to be sweating like crazy.
3: Time out! Time out! Time Absolutely! Out, time Absolutely! Out, time out! Time out! Time out! Time out! Wait, hold, hold, hold on! Just a second! Hold on! You buried the lead, Michael. The silver shoes made an appearance in Minneapolis. St. Paul. Big time! Uh, <laughs> I've been wearing all the crazy
2: things I purchased here the whole time. I'm really enjoying it. And here's the thing. Uh, I just found out, I had no idea, I just found out that Pride has been moved to this coming weekend, and I'm so excited because I brought my rainbow camouflage shirt with me, and I've been wearing it all this weekend, I'm like, well, I've already sweat through it, but I can just wear it again next weekend, (laughs) and uh, I've actually, I've never been in the Twin Cities for Pride in my entire life, so this is very exciting. I'm not sure which events, if any, I'll be able to go to or what, you know, what I'll do, but I'm going to look it all up and see what's where. I'm hoping to go do at least some part of the activities this coming weekend.
1: Well, I tell you, Michael, it's been getting bigger and bigger, and I'm grateful that they've moved the dates. There have been some challenges in some of the local locations um, during these, not just the weather, but other challenges in Uptown and places like that. So I'm really excited that um, they're getting a hold of this, and uh, it's going to work out. It's going to be great. And and I'm, I'm excited that you're going. I might try to go with you if it's not too hot because, you know, people – you want to put your cotton draws on. You don't want your silk draws. This is not the time for that. <laughs> you know, not, I mean, at Pride, who knows? It's not. No, who it's not. Who is
3: wearing silk draws in the middle of June in the United States of America, period? Someone I'm just saying. Someone
2: knows, apparently. I just sound like she has some sort of reference point for this story. No, I don't
1: I'm have sorry. a reference I, I got point, I got the but I'm saying.
3: Wrong. I got the months wrong. I said June. I meant in in, in uh,
1: July, July, dear. July. July.
3: July. I meant yeah. June, but I meant, and you know, at least June is a little bit cooler, not July. No, no, if you
1: look, if you um, if you don't mind wearing that sort of thing and it works for you, God bless you. But, you know, I'm just saying in the kind of heat and humidity we've been having, I'm thinking we should stick with cotton. <laughs> this, there are things being born, you know, you, this, you
3: just, you, I'm just I'm just saying you, by you, by you might slip slide out them drawers at this time of the year. <laughs> My-
2: what did you say, um, um, Michael? I said this This segment brought to you by Cotton America's Fabric. I mean, it's like we're doing a commercial. for like, don't wear those silk drawers now. You want cotton. No, but uh, <laughs> of all the things I thought you would have gone to, I didn't expect that to happen. But, yeah, this is really, really cool. Also, also when I'm usually here, when I'm here in town, it is usually for a holiday or, or the Steels are doing a, a, a really big show that I'll show up in town for. Actually, last time I was here in the spring was for the Steels gershwin show at, at, uh, at, at the
1: Ordway. Wow. Uh,
2: no, no, oh, oh the or- that, that
1: show. Hall. That's right, at, at the Minnesota um,
2: Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: Orchestra Hall. There you go.
2: So that was the last time I was here when it was even kind of warm. Um, but normally it's, it's the holidays, and my schedule is jam-packed with all these wonderful things and seeing people. Um, and this is the first time I've been here for this much time, and I kind of just have time to just kind of breathe and be here, and kind of just experience the the, the, the the city as I would uh, would have when I when I when I was a teenager. You know, you kind of just have time. You can go walk around and find find a new place to eat, and it's really wonderful. I you know I have to work re- remotely while I'm here this week, of course, because I still have my uh, day job. So that has to happen. That's going to be interesting because. Obviously, I'm working on the West Coast uh, time schedule, but time schedule. Again, oh, yeah. <laughs> one one of the few perks of, uh, very few perks of the pandemic uh, is that, you know, we can work remotely. And, and thankfully, uh, I can stay here a bit longer and just do my work here and have more time to see you and the rest of the family. So this is exciting. I'm looking forward to it all.
1: You know, here's what surprises me, Michael. Everything seemed to have been in place for a pandemic. Um, zoom was created right before the pandemic. Um, people being able to have room and space to sit at a little desk with their laptops and their iPads and all of their devices, those were created perfect for um, you know isolating and still being connected to the worlds in some way. Uh, it just blows my mind how much we had available to make sure that we could get done the things that we needed to get done before the pandemic happened. And then when it happened, it almost seemed like it was designed you know oh,
2: I, I wildly disagree of course you I do, think,
1: but this yeah. is your mother and you know how I am <laughs> I, I come on
2: <laughs> because clearly the entire planet was woefully unprepared for that pandemic even though people had warned us all there was nothing that we had in place that fully prepared us or even even fifty uh, percent prepared us for what was coming and yeah in hindsight one could say oh it's you know zoom was really useful and the things you listed, you know, those things are uh, were, 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 were utilized in a way that was uh, quite advantageous given the moment. But also, that's looking back. I mean, Americans the world, we are all resourceful human beings, and we took what we had and made the best of it. But those tools weren't the best tools. People got burned out on Zoom. I mean, Zoom caused major issues. People were getting Zoom bombed. You know, uh, and saying terrible, horrible things to to those on on meetings and support groups. Um, so e- even the tools that were in place that allowed us to work from home uh, were were insufficient in so many ways and failed on, on multiple levels. And 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 now we have a whole whole new uh, of lexicons and, and subcultures around the use of those tools. So no, we weren't prepared emotionally, technologically, in terms of our space. I mean, the housing boom we're experiencing right now. Across the country, largely in part because people just couldn't stand being in their small apartments anymore. I mean, even here in the Twin Cities, we're seeing all these new luxury towers pop up here with these high prices. And they're tiny. I looked some of them up, you know, 600-square-foot apartments with price points very close, if not matching what we see in Los Angeles. None of that expects that people would be in that space 24-7. So, no, we were not prepared. It's Did I say prepared,
1: that we were prepared? I didn't use those words. I didn't well, say we were prepared. I said that it's amazing how much the technology has moved forward and that we had things we could use to help us try to get through this pandemic. That's what I meant. Right, so, yeah, I'm not saying that we were prepared. There's no way we were prepared no. for a pandemic. But I do appreciate being able can I, to. Can I split the baby? Excuse me. Here? Excuse me I didn't finish. So I I just wanted to say.
2: No, and I, look, I I hear I hear what you're saying for sure. I just want to call right. out that even those tools that were were really um, uh, we were fortunate to have like Zoom, like other things uh, you know that was great and we had to lean into those a hundred percent but those were still wildly insufficient that I I don't I don't, I don't think there was a single thing that really was um, uh, set up to succeed in, in that situation so. All the tools that we had, all the technology, all the advents that were were, were leaned upon in that moment all failed in different ways. So going forward now, I think we're we're going to see a a real new push of technology and invention, uh, anticipating the next wave of what will come, you know, hopefully long in the future.
1: Well, Jonathan and I were talking about um, uh, Branson and how he actually got on his own spaceship and and took himself up and came back down. I mean, that's remarkable. Loaded up to space? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That's amazing I, to me. I
2: just like that it's shiny and silver. It looks like it looks like it's from <laughs> Star Wars.
1: It looked white to me. Is it really silver?
2: I mean, I've seen just like some concept art and some pictures. I'm not sure if the one that he flew up there was as shiny as the pictures I saw. But if it is, it looks kind of like Queen Amidala's spaceship from Star Wars Episode 1 <laughs> and 2.
3: I was going to say, when you brought up the silver thing, did they, did they take the concept material from that from your shoes?
2: Yes, yes. Okay. Same designer, you know. Same design
3: uh, so 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 now you're gonna have a commercial for your shoes that says same design as Richard Branson's plane. No, Richard
2: Branson will have Space a, a plane commercial saying, you know, same design as Michael's shoes. I I have talked to him already, there's a deal in place.
1: Michael, I just hope you don't walk one day when it's so hot I, in here and humid outside and, and your shoes just melt. I wish Cam Peel
3: I wish Cam Peel was still still on the air. This this sounds like a bit just off of their show. Sure. I mean,
2: look. If the shoes, melt, <laughs> I've worn the shoes out. I've walked in them all, all around. Again, they were wildly expensive, but they're shoes. They're meant to be walked in, and I'm going to wear them down the ground. I'm going to that. I'm going to wash that rainbow camouflage shirt so many times; it's going to be wildly faded. But they're clothes. That's the whole point of these things: is to enjoy them until you can't anymore.
3: By the way, before we hit the break, I want to say I agree with both of you. I think Gerilyn was right in that the technology has advanced. Quite a bit over the last five to seven years where we could do stuff from home, but Michael was right in the fact that this was not advanced okay. enough. It wasn't to the stage where it could have taken on a pandemic this big. So you're oh, both. Oh,
1: right. I get it. So you're moderating the hour. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a break Where's and we'll be button? back in just a moment. <laughs> welcome back everyone you are listening to steel talking this is the mom and michael hour the final hour of our four hours on sunday night and of course my son michael battle is joining us for the mom and michael hour i want to say thank you to jimmy erickson and jonathan Lowe, while i can say that um for you know putting together a great show tonight i had some really good um guests and i'm really thrilled about that i also want to mention that the minnesota twins uh won today their final score was 12 to the detroit tigers 9 12 to 9 so that's great and by the way. The Twins are now off until next Friday for the annual All-Star break. Jonathan, what's an All-Star break?
3: So the All-Star game is taking place. This is what baseball does uh, as opposed to other sports that have their All-Star games. Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, the The baseball All-Star break is basically three days uh, or four days, depending on what team you are. They take... Uh, Monday off, you'll have the Home Run Derby tomorrow night with all the All-Stars, and they'll be gathered in Denver, Colorado this year. And then the All-Star game is Tuesday, and then Wednesday and Thursday is usually uh, days off for all the teams, and they'll get back into into play either Thursday or Friday next week. So there's a big, long gap in between
1: them playing. And then who won the game tonight between uh, Philly and Milwaukee? You mean I'm sorry, uh, Phoenix, Phoenix? Phoenix, yeah. Uh,
3: Milwaukee won 120 to 100. Uh, so the Bucks win game three of that series. Phoenix has a 2 1 lead in the best of seven series. Game th- uh, four will be Wednesday night in Milwaukee.
1: Wednesday night in Milwaukee. There will be a game five that'll be Saturday in Phoenix. Okay. And of course, out of the three of us, there's one that just doesn't care. Right, Michael?
2: You know, I saw people downtown today and, and earlier, actually yesterday also, and all the Twins gear having fun. And I was I was a little jealous. I was like, I'm clearly missing out on something here. I kind of wish I was at the game. I know nothing about baseball, but it just seemed like they were having a good time.
1: You will eat well. <laughs> well, then that sounds good to me. <laughs> you know, I'm down and I, I hear they have good food at the uh, stadium. Every time I've been, I have haven't tried the food, but I hear it's really good. So, you know, you could really feast on the things that you shouldn't.
3: Think, think of it this way, a baseball game, especially baseball, um, they try to bring in new stuff every like the State Fair. It's like having the State Fair 81 times a year a little bit um, mm-hmm. because they're trying to bring in new, new things, new foods, and uh, maybe get a couple new restaurants in every year so that they can have more variety. Well, and
1: that's cool, go. but it's a great experience, I've heard. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been, been to, to games, games. but it's just in need. So go ahead.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yes, I've been to baseball games before, basketball games, football games. Uh, I think Dad has taken me to most of those in my childhood. But it's just different when you're here in town. You see the stadiums, and the buildings. and I'm like, oh, that just looks like fun. I want to go do it all. And, and 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 the Viking stadium, I still haven't gone inside. I've never seen it. I've seen it in pictures, of course, with all my friends going there. But uh, it just the size and scale of it all and the warmth that just I now I want to go in and just check it out and see what's going on.
1: Do you remember that every time your father would take you to a ball game or something like that you had to go to work first he'd take you in <laughs> to, yeah. to work with him <laughs> and you had to help?
2: Yeah yeah I would end up on a work site and I know you know lifting things. Hey, I learned things about how to you know, flip houses and uh, electric—how uh, how to wire things—and I wasn't good at that. But I learned, you know, what he was doing, what Grandpa was doing on those properties, and uh, I mean, was excited to see all that. But yeah, I—it's—it's uh, it's definitely not the best match to take a, a, a young, well-dressed OCD kid to a work site. You know, the <laughs>
1: dust, dirt. With a polo and khakis on, right? Yeah. <laughs> I remember those days, Michael. Hey, we have to take a break. And um, when we come back, we'll finish our conversation up in the next half hour. And thank you all so much for sticking and staying with us. Stay tuned. Got another half hour coming up. It is now 10.36 here at WCCO. Oh, my goodness, I have been having a great time tonight and, of course, having my son in the city. I am just so excited he could join us today at, right here in the state of Minnesota. So <laughs> even though we are in different locations, I'm just so excited to have him home. Welcome back, son.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Okay. Um I, We were talking about houses. You were talking about apartments earlier and how small they are. And, you know, the the market. Realtors have really been making big money off of homes. The sellers are really selling their homes and people are finding homes and they're getting them so quickly. I mean, sometimes it's in a day it'll sell or three days it'll sell um, and that sort of thing. And I wonder if you had the opportunity and you were ready, would you want to buy a condo, a house or a townhouse? In which city? Well, you know, I love you here, but that's not Well,
2: I mean, so so, so that's the question is like, is it my my primary residence, which I would first want to want to be in Los Angeles? Is it an income property? Is it a secondary residence? Is it I'm buying in the Twin Cities because I can't afford to buy in LA yet? You know, that all those things would change what that would be. But let's say, you know, current situation, LA is too crazy expensive. I want to buy here. I'd probably go with the house, you know, because I'd rather go with, you know, a thing that, that can, 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 can grow in equity and that can hold more space, but that costs more money. And if it's uh, something I'm buying here to just kind of build equity, and if I had the privilege to do so, but I'm not living here most of the time, then I would go with uh, a condo or, or a townhouse because it's easier to maintain. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to have to sho- shovel snow or, you know, have yard cleaners or have someone come turn the pipes on every now and then if it's in a larger
1: building. Is California still building a lot of uh, apartments and, t- and condos?
2: Like crazy. There, there's yeah, same units.
1: thing here.
2: Oh, there's units going up left and right in Los Angeles, but the challenge there is that they're building pre- predominantly luxury units. So, you know, we have this major uh, – they're called, calling it a housing crisis because of our homeless crisis, but those two things are actually not related. It's because they're building luxury homes. You know, we have uh, so many buildings in Los Angeles sitting – mostly empty and they have been since before the pandemic Um, and they're just holding out until someone who is willing to pay those extreme prices. So we have seen a reduction in prices post, post 2020 as most large cities have, but it still isn't isn't enough to help with the major um, challenge we have with the unhoused. But here, yeah, Yeah. as I've been walking around downtown, I'm seeing beautiful buildings. First of all, I just got to say I'm very proud to see uh, how beautiful these new towers are down here. Um, and again, I go online and check some prices, and yeah, they're expensive, they're small, but they look so nice. So I hope that the that the, the, the Twin Cities, namely Minneapolis, doesn't have that same challenge where people need affordable housing, but instead the city is building uh, luxury housing. But I haven't researched that, so I'm not sure what's happening here.
1: Well, the city has done uh, a good job, especially our governor, uh, to me. I think he's done a good job really getting the homeless into spaces, spaces that are real you know it could be a one room with a bathroom inside of it um where it's kind of like an efficiency right mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you, they may have a microwave or they maybe one window and a door um but to to bring them inside cuz winter is coming you know winter is okay. coming so it's been wonderful to see how they're dealing with the planning of that and really moving people indoors now we do we've learned that there are just some people who don't want to go in and i'm sure you see that and hear about that in california too there's just some people that are homeless that prefer to be outside um so but they're working on that
2: (laughs) you just reminded me something there was a woman downtown today and i ended up walking past her twice as i was walking around um and she was loudly kind of like you know spoken word rap talking um but it was christian spoken word rap talking kind of hip-hop christian music and i was like oh right. you know out here trying to spread the good word and this is what she feels she needs to do um but in in between like god and jesus and do right were a bunch of curse words and it was very strange because yeah. i was like what what's happening with this song and but she was very committed to it um, and it just, it seemed like a combination of two different things happening at once in our mind.
1: You know, here's the thing though, Michael, I've been reading a lot, uh, you know, for seminary, right. <clears throat> i about to start my second year and I'm amazed at how many people in the Bible that were chosen by God were crazy. They would seem crazy to any of us, right? <laughs> they just would, they did crazy things. Absolutely crazy, outrageous things like King David, you know? <laughs> it's like how did he get chosen but he was chosen period well, I don't have a right to ask so <laughs> but I can at least study and try to figure that out um so yeah there are people who may be homeless and maybe they have um there are many that have mental um problems mental illness and and need to have people at the ready to help um, that has been a real challenge here in the state of Minnesota. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that they don't have the capacity to be good people. And I, That's you know, true. I remind myself of that all the time, all the time. Um, and um, it's 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 hard for me because sometimes I want to give money uh, to panhandlers, right? And mm-hmm. I keep saying to myself, no, tell them where they can go to get help. You know, where they can go get food and shelter and that sort of thing. But they don't want to, you know, many of them don't want to hear that. So it's hard, Michael. It's hard. It is. And
2: totally different subject. One of the places I was walking to was, I think it was called the Red Cow over in the North Loop. Oh, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: it was my first time going there. Really great place. Um, Of course, a bunch of people were there watching a soccer game, which I now know was like a really important soccer game. And I was completely oblivious as to what was going on. I just heard them going, oh, oh, screaming (laughs) at the game. But (laughs) I ordered a bourbon chicken sandwich uh I, I and it comes out of with fried chicken or grill like I, I got the grilled chicken version it is one of the best chicken sandwiches i've ever had in my life i literally bit into it and she was like how is that i was like oh this is so good she's like yeah i told you it's the best so i, just, <laughs> I <laughs> you know, told they, you <laughs> they always say like oh that's really good and I'm like, okay sure and you order the thing and it's, it's good but Whatever. No, no, no. Like, it's so good. I'm mentioning it here. The bourbon chicken sandwich at the uh, red, red cow, red cow.
1: The red it is, cow.
2: Oh, it's just delicious. So thank you, Minneapolis, for introducing me to uh, life changing foods.
1: Yeah. OK, so Marsha and I go to the cow, um, you know, for lunch mm-hmm. and and we have a date coming up and it's just so much fun. They have this Manhattan burger. that I love, it's got jam on it, right? And I try to get it without bread. But here's the thing, Javita and I went to the cow in St. Paul on Selby. And I'm in there and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get a salad and I'm gonna get that burger with, you know, everything but a bun. And I was just ready for it. And the lady comes over and I said, yes, I will be having the Manhattan burger with the jelly, you know, the one with the jelly. She goes, oh yeah. Oh, well, you know, we don't have that anymore. Oh no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> My face went from joy to sadness just right in that moment. I was like, What? <laughs> so, that was delicious. Yeah, they have their food is uh if you and and they're pretty persistent, you know. I've been to four of the red cows and um they, they're more than consistent. One oh yeah. It's like a thing. There's or one in Uptown, there's one, oh my gosh, North Loop, there's one in Edina, and where's the other one we went to? On oh, in St. Paul. So.
2: And then the other night, I, 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 I went to the Hewing. I've been to the downstairs bar there before. And then I went upstairs to the rooftop for the first time. Because, again, I'm ne- never here when it's warm enough to have a rooftop open. Uh, oh, yeah. And if I am, I don't, don't have the time to go. And just the experience of being downtown Minneapolis on a rooftop when it's warm that was a first. I've never in right. my life to experience that. And that's something we do in Los Angeles all the time. That's very normal there. Um, so this all sounds pretty prosaic. I, I get that. You know, a chicken sandwich and a rooftop. You're like, okay, battle. Sure, yeah, that's what we do here. <laughs> but it's, I haven't lived here in 16 years. And it just, I'm very impressed with just the beauty of the city. I, rather, I am reminded of the beauty uh, how great the food is! Everyone's been so nice. It's just, you know, it's it's nice to come home and and be like uh, be re- reminded it is as good as you re- re- remember it to have been. Um, so it's been great.
1: You asked me the other day, yesterday. You said, "Mama, are there any um, private clubs here for young people?" And I just think that's a great idea if it doesn't exist. Um, and I'm just wondering if we have it. So I'm going to look into that. There's no doubt about it. it just fi- see what I can find out. Of course, you know, usually older men at country clubs, you know, sometimes they'll have their own private club or something like that. But for young people, that's a whole nother ball game. Do you have yes, that you. in Los Angeles?
2: You thought it was such a great idea. You wanted to share it. <laughs> <laughs> There I thought I had it in. I was like I think I found a business road here. Like if I win the lottery, I'm gonna come do this, I'm gonna come here, open yeah, up. Yeah, it was I'm your like idea. VIP. Yeah, like I, which I share with my mother as I do all, all my ideas and now here we are. So
3: oh, know, if man.
2: someone beats me to it, that's fine. But but you know, that we can put that question out there. Are there other private clubs? My cousin told me about one called Rick and Morty's, I think, that was like a it was kinda of, kinda of like a gym inside and there's like lockers for really high end alcohols. I know it we sounds have, like um, a
1: cartoon, Rick and Morty's.
2: There, there is a cartoon called Rick and Morty, and I think Rick and Morty, <laughs> <Okay>. if they, <laughs> that is the name of the place, may be a play on that. Um, but yeah, that's my question, because in L.A., yes, we have tons of really high-end private clubs, lounges, and, and, and live-work well, workspaces um, that want affluent young people to come there. And in fact, it, it's cheaper to join and, and, and be a member... Of these clubs the younger you are so if you're under 30 it costs one thing if you're over 30 it costs another um and that's all the rage there it's you know these exclusive places where you can go and hang out uh as you know i'm a part of a couple of those and there's more and more popping up uh in los angeles it's it's a big growing market and i feel like that's the thing that might do well here because as i've heard from friends and family uh bars here that try to make it a, a little bit Higher end, classier, expensive drinks that go kind of, that, kind of for that LA vibe. I've been told for years those places tend not to last for a long time here in the Twin Cities. Uh, people just don't want to go out and spend that kind of money for a drink when they can just meet their friends at the bars that already are already here and wildly successful. But I feel like they would go for a private club, you know, a secret place. It's you and a small group. And everything is crafted higher end. I think the exclusivity would be the thing that this market could sustain uh, and, and could last for quite a while.
1: Yeah, I'm just sitting here looking that up. And uh, Washington, and I'm not sure if it's the state of Washington or D.C., but it says uh, a Rick and Morty a themed pop-up bar is coming to D.C. Oh, there it is, D.C. And then in Chicago, there's another one, a themed pop-up bar, same name, Rick and Morty, that um, lands in Lincoln Park. And then in um, uh, Walnut Hills, there's Rick and Morty's Rockmobile coming to Walnut Hills bar. And then D.C., again, Rick and Morty's themed pop-up bar gets squashed. So (laughs) all of a sudden, (laughs) it was in, in a... Go ahead. But sorry, but
2: but no mention of one
1: here. No mention of one here. Not yet. I don't see so, it. But I will my, do my, my homework on it. M-
2: maybe my cousin had the wrong name, but they mentioned that, that there is some sort of more exclusive experience there. But I don't know. I feel like that's the market. It's the thing that I, I would want to go to here. I mean, I want to go to all of it, but I think that's what uh, hasn't hit the Twin Cities quite yet. Is that that sort of you know uh, East Coast West Coast experience here in Minneapolis?
1: Well, we should give them the Midwest, you know, deal, too. So there you go. I think we are pretty awesome. Yeah. You forget you are from here, born and raised. Okay. Got to take a break. Um, we'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. As we wrap up this hour of the Mom and Michael Hour, um, it's my favorite. And I so, I'm so i so grateful that you stick and stay with us until 11 o'clock. Of course, we want to let you know that Michael is in town. You may see someone in these silver shoes. Tennis shoes. They look like they're gonna take off and either fly or stick to the concrete. Report I'm that not as a sure UAP
3: which. to the government. Report that as a UAP. The What's government. a
1: UAP? What's a UAP?
3: That's the new thing that they're that they're calling them now instead of UFOs.
1: Oh yeah, the UFO thing is a big deal. All the countries have gotten involved and they're telling their stories. Do you believe it, Michael? Do you believe it?
2: Do, do I believe the stories? Do you
1: believe I, the stories? Yeah. I, that the I countries believe, are sharing.
2: I don't believe the, the what the Pentagon has responded saying. Well, okay, they basically said we don't know what these things are, but we aren't saying they're aliens.
3: By and the so way, leaving, by know, the way, UAP means unidentified aerial phenomena. Correct. Which might be happening if someone gets a hold of Michael's shoes and just chucks <laughs> them in the air.
2: Right, but, 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 but so the, the report comes out, and they say, yeah, all these things are real, the videos are real, would these things actually exist, we saw them, yeah, the Pentagon confirms these things are real. Well, we, we don't know what they are, and we're not saying these are aliens, they are just UAPs. And it's like, well, come on. You know, cause, but basically that just leaves the room for, okay, well, maybe it's from a different country. But if that were the case, they would be freaking out if, if, if our enemies had that kind of technology. So I'm basically going with it they're still aliens and that's much more fun to me.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay then, that's pretty good. Um, the bottom line is that we we know that um, Neil deGrasse, Neil uh, come on say it again for me, Jonathan. What's Neil his DeGrasse name? Neil deGrasse Tyson, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Neil deGrasse Tyson also talked about that, you know, how he even, you know, says there that there have been some what looks like proof of that. And you start listening to the brightest minds um, that have been involved in rocket science for a long time. You start to say, huh, let me, let me do my research on this or at least look at it and see what I'm thinking about this and learn. we got to learn something about it. So, you know, Michael, you're great at reading and looking up things, but uh, um, and I'm just curious to know, would you believe it? So I wish we what, had what? more time. We're running out of time, but go ahead.
2: I was going to say, again, the Pentagon confirmed the videos are real. If you watch the videos, they clearly look like UFOs. So it's like, well, if it's real and they say it's real, then we have something going on right here on Earth.
1: Yeah, and I think we've been having it for a long time, and we have proof of that. So there you go. Jonathan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. My son is in town. I will see you tomorrow at some time. Yeah. So I'm going to let you sleep, but tomorrow, yeah. then on <laughs> then on a Tuesday, it's over. <laughs> Right. You gonna get up early, dude. <laughs> right. I love you, son. Take care. You too. All right. Good night, Jonathan. We really need new phones.
0: T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New
1: iPhone 15s? It's better over
0: here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month, with eligible trade-in when you switch.